Hello, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to the EKN Radio Network, episode number 28 of the Industry Insider, uh, set to go here. My name's Rob Howden. Uh, my guest today, Andy Saisman from FTK Promotions, of course, uh, the promoter of the Challenge of the Americas, the promoter of the California Rock Championship. Uh, Andy's been around a long time. He also uh, operates uh, FTK, Full Throttle Karting, uh, in Southern California. We'll talk about that when we cap things off later in the day. But again, this is an Industry Insider. We're into December now. And of course, everybody's starting to think about 2020. And that's what it's all about. Because first and foremost, we're going to talk Challenge of the Americas. We'll start by reviewing the 2019 season, talk about how uh, Andy's program, FTK Promotions, has uh, grown. Obviously, we're going to talk about how he made the move to the Rock a couple of years ago and the moves he's made over the last uh, couple of years to solidify the Rock program in, in California. Uh, Andy, thank you for joining me, buddy. I appreciate it. We're uh, about a week away, week off of Thanksgiving. I hope you had a good time with the family. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Uh, thanks for having me, Rob. Uh, Kathy and I and uh, Grace and my mom went up to Montana State to visit Trevor up in the snow, snowy north, and uh, we've celebrated Thanksgiving yep. up there. So uh, we're back. Uh, we're back at it here at FTK. That's what it's like, right? It's it's about four days. I, I think I took four days off. I made sure Dave Cole took four days off uh, after Super Nationals, and of course he went to the Rock the Rio event as well. Kind of sit down, reset, decompress a little bit, and then you got to go right back at it because you know we're just over what six weeks away, uh, maybe a little, maybe seven weeks away for you starting with the, the Challenge of the Americas, but a lot of good stuff coming. Uh, are you ready for the twenty twenty season already? It's, it's hard to believe it's it's December already. No, it's crazy. I mean, uh, you're right. Yeah. It, it's like four days. It was really about three days, to be fair. I, uh, yeah, uh, three or four days. I mean, I, uh, I was in my shop Saturday the twenty third. Uh, we drove up to Montana. I, I drove by you. I, I, I messaged you as I drove by the Rio on Sunday. Uh, on Sunday the twenty fourth, <laughs> I waved. Um, I didn't get any waves back. It kind of bums me out, but whatever. Um, <laughs> I drove all day Sunday, uh, was up in uh, Montana Monday through Thursday and then drove all day back home on Friday. So yeah. And then I was back in my shop on Saturday again. So it was, it was a whirlwind, but, uh, that's the business we choose. That's the business we're in and I uh, wouldn't have it any other way. And now it's 2020. <laughs> yeah. It feels like, uh, I could just blink my eyes and, and we were at Sonoma for the finale of the challenge of the Americas last year. Of course, I got a chance to drive, uh, one of your Burrells with that uh, VLR rock 100 package, which was uh, an absolute a blast. So let's start that. Let's before we jump into 2020, and you talk about what the plans are for the Challenge of the Americas and for the Rock California Rock Championship. Let's look back a little bit at, at 2019. Uh, you know, it was your what 13th th- season, I think last year, or was that last year your 12, 12th season? 12. We're going into 13 12th. now. Going into 13. Started back in 2008. Uh, obviously, two years ago for 2018, you guys moved uh, from the Rotax program into the Rock Cup. Uh, which I think was obviously a major move. You know, I've discussed on podcasts and in person. Uh, it not so much was it, it was a risk, but you were kind of resetting the bar with a program that was growing. Uh, but I, let, let's just say this: solid numbers in 2019, twenty percent overall growth from 2008 to 2019, and maybe even more importantly, thirty four percent growth in your seven core Rock Cup USA classes: micro, mini, junior, senior, master shifter and shifter masters the shifter class huge for you but you know anytime we talk about and have for the last number of years and we when we're working with the challenge of the americas you want that 10 percent growth right and you were 20 last year and 34 in the primary categories i gotta think that you would probably give last year a, a solid a a minus in terms of, of numbers oh for sure i mean um when uh when garrett potter and rock cup usa and i sat down and did this deal you know two and a half years ago now, 
um, you know, we knew that that year three was going to really where it was going to bear fruit. Right. I mean, uh, like anything, yeah. the first the first year was, you know, woeing the other ship down or at least keep it from sinking as as uh, as the other program started to really fail. Um, you know, year two was was getting getting the ship pointed back in the same direction and, and kind of get it moving again. And then year three, which is where we're going now, is really building steam and, and heading on the right path. And man, we're we are way ahead of where I thought we would be. I mean, I'm uh, I'm very fortunate and very surprised and very happy um, where where it was last year and where it looks like it's going for next year and beyond. Now, I, I think the we're obviously putting. I think this podcast coming out on Friday. When are we open to registration for for Challenge of the Americas? Anyways. Uh, this weekend, Sean Buer, my uh, my super IT guy, is uh, putting the final touches on everything, and uh, you know, perhaps by by Pearl Harbor Day of all days, uh, December seventh, we should have everything in place to be able to release. Um, you know, that's a solid like we talked about. I think uh, it's really seven weeks in advance, so people yeah. have you know five weeks in order to enter. Um, so spend, spend the Christmas money with me, get it in before we buy anything for the kids. Really? That's what we need to do. <laughs> this is it. This is it. Uh, here's a, here's one thing though. Obviously you haven't seen any entries yet. The pre-entries come, they start rolling in. We all know nowadays that people don't pre-enter as they used to. Ideally they will start doing that again and, and want to get on board, but you're connected with, with, with teams. You're connected online, whether with racers, families, whatever it may be. Do you have a sense that, are there some new teams coming in this year potentially that, that haven't that weren't there last year, which of course will bring a number a number of guys coming in. Have you talked to people that are that are adding the program for twenty twenty? Uh, I think the biggest thing is uh, is teams are, are have told me that they've they've had far more interest this year. Um, you know, going into this year when I say this year, I mean twenty twenty. Um, you know, yeah. teams that maybe had four or five are now looking at eight or ten. Teams that had you know eight or 10 are now looking at more. So um, that's the good thing is I'm not sure we're going to add a bunch of new teams. I mean, there'll be a new face or two. There always is, right? We are, I'm always surprised. You're always surprised when, when we get there and all of a sudden there's, there's somebody that we didn't think was going to be there. Um, yeah, exactly. Funnily yeah. enough, uh, I just talked to Joey Guion this morning from overdrive uh, up in uh, Calgary. And um, you know, he, he's been a fixture at my programs now for 10 years. I mean, he used to come to my Gators races yeah. back in 05, 06. And, um, and, and Joey's kind of backed off the team thing, just come down and supported some engine customers and stuff. And this year he, he just told me this morning, now he has four or five drivers that he's going to farm out to one of our existing sponsors and teams, uh, Ruthless. Um, so, you know, Ruthless who had, I think six or seven last year, maybe at 12 with, with Joey's guys, you know, so, so it's additions like that. It's incremental additions. As you know, you're talking about you know another year of maybe 10, 15, 20, 30% growth. It's going to be three more, three more drivers in this tent and two more drivers in this tent and five more drivers yeah. in that tent. And all of a sudden there's, you know, instead of 125, we're at 155, you know? And and that's the key, right? You're at 130 drivers and you add 10%. That's only 13. That's 13 extra drivers puts you to 143. The next year you add another 14.3 or whatever it may be. And that's how you start getting up to 150, 160 with that little bit of growth. Now let's not jump ahead. This is the, the two, this is the 2019 review segment of this <laughs> yeah. industry insider with, with Andy Sazman. So let's, one of the things I know that you did last year, uh, you, you, uh, it was a calculated move, just like moving to rock two years ago. But I know that you answered the call of the industry. They were asking for a rock summer program. That was one of the things, right? Hey, listen, you're like, we'd love to have you come run the Challenge of the Americas. And of course, they come back with, hey, okay, I can do that. But 
if I'm buying engines, rental engines, or I've got customers buying engines, we need a place to race it over the summer. So you came up with the California Rock Championship. And that's, you know, you obviously, Andy, started something. You know, you had a little bit of kindling, lit the fire, and you're trying to fan it to, to make it work. And the first year is always going to be tough. Tell us a little bit about how the season went, because you started with four races. You ended up taking out one at Prairie City. You went down to three races. Overall, how do you feel the momentum changed throughout that season? Uh, it started a little slower um, than I thought. You know, I'd, I'd figure we'd had, you know, we're probably 20%, 25% off of what I thought we were going to have. But, you know, it, it's a risk. Like you said, it was a, it was a calculated risk, but it's, it's, it's the evolution of how things need to be. We need, we need to, to build the program. So we have folks racing during the summertime to support the challenge and support the program all year round, et cetera. Right. I mean, there's, there's certainly value in that. So yeah, we started off pretty light by the end. We had a, we had a good solid bunch. We had a great, a great finale at, in September. You know, we, we had a race in Button Willow, a race at Willow, and then we ended in September at, uh, at Cal speed. And that race was great. I think we had almost 80 entries. Which was great. It was a good, fun event. Handed out some tickets to Rock the Rio, and uh, and for the most part, I mean, people had a great time. People that people that had never been exposed to our program, you know, part of it, like you know, is that the, the challenge is, is a is a bigger event. It's a, it's a larger scope. It's it's a little more costly than other things. Um, you know, it's a bigger, like you said, a fly-in series or a traveling series. So. This gave a lot of local folks a chance to to see what we do. It's my same staff. It's our same format. It's it's the, the personality of the event is the same. And you, you know, I always talk about the the personality of Challenge of the Americas. So um, yeah. obviously, with the same folks and running it, et cetera, it's going to have a similar personality. So people got a chance to to see that, and enjoy it, and realize, okay, maybe maybe this is something I really want to do for next year. And that I've gotten some feedback from folks that tried Cal Speed and said, okay, I'm I'm coming to Tucson. So that was a that's definitely the big, the big positive. And that's what it is. Again, you're, 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 you're building blocks, right? You, you had your challenge in America's. It was obviously a super strong program. Then the Rotax program faded off a little bit there. You made a calculated move to the rock cup series. That's in two years has built growth. You make the move to bring more value to rock engine owners in Southern California. They start coming out. That's going to feed off into the next one. And we'll of course talk about that uh, later on in the podcast here when we, when we preview 2020, but Overall, uh, how happy are you with the way 2019 went for your two programs? Oh, I'm 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 very happy. I mean, like I said, the 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 challenge growth uh, shattered my expectations, and and while CRC was a little bit below in the beginning, um, if I if I put it all in in one big pile, it was uh, it was by far a positive year. I mean, it's uh, it was it was huge. Folks, this is the Industry Insider, episode number 28, December 4th, here on the EKN Radio Network. Our guest today, Andy Saisman from FTK Promotions, the promoter of the Challenge of the Americas and the California Rock Championship. After this break, we're going to talk not so much about Andy's programs, but, but some of the other stuff he did uh, throughout the 2019 season, primarily heading to Italy to the Rock Cup Super Final, and of course being front and center at the Rock the Rio event in Las Vegas in at the end of October. Stay with us, folks. More to come here on the EKN Radio Network. Top quality material, all presented in fluorescent yellow. You've seen it, and now you need to choose the flow. Since 2005, J3 Competition has been capturing major victories and championships both on and off the track, redefining the industry with each move. The company took its unparalleled knowledge and rolled it into their own chassis line in 2015, 
the Comp Cart. The CIK FIA homologated brand has been winning races ever since. There are three Comp Cart models to choose from. The Covert 3.0 R19 is the latest design for tag and shifter competition. The Covert 4R serves several popular categories, including 100cc and Briggs 206 racing. The Ranger 28 model is designed for cadet racing and will be the official chassis of the Minimax division at the 2019 Rotax Challenge Grand Finals in Sarno, Italy. And lastly, new carters can get right into the comp cart product from the beginning, running the micro cart in the kid cart division. Visit j3competition.com for more on the fastest growing chassis line in the world. Do it now. Choose the flow. The 2019 season has been an exciting year for Rock Cup USA, and the schedule is set to close out its biggest event on the calendar, Rock the Rio. Rockers will converge on the Rio All Suites Hotel and Casino in Las Vegas to celebrate Halloween week, competing at this premier international event on October 28th to November 2nd, all around a challenging temporary circuit with the Las Vegas Strip in the background. Rock Cup USA programs are wrapping up their 2019 seasons across the country, including the Rock the Rockies in Colorado, Rock Sonoma, and California Rock Championships in California, and many other clubs across North America. Learn more about the Rock the Rio event and all things that are rock at rockcupusa.com. You've heard and read about us. We're the Rawlson Performance Group. We race to win. After putting all eight of our X30 senior drivers in the main at last year's Scusa Super Nationals, we're the tent you need to be under this November. We have just four spots available, so contact us today to lock in one of our final opportunities. We may be prepping for Las Vegas, but it's also time to talk about 2020. Joining the Rawls Performance Group is the obvious choice to take your racing to the next level. Our industry-leading driver development is provided by our staff of multi-time national champions, Super Nationals winners, and former Team USA members. And at the same time, RPG continues to be a national-level powerhouse race team. Our goal is to help you raise your game and win races. In 2020, we'll be racing in the Scusa Winter Series, Pro Tour, and California Pro Car Challenge, as well as the IKF Northwest Region. If you want to fight for championships or want to improve your skills and your chances to win, the answer is to call RPG at 503-260-4514. We do have different levels of programs available for the ICAF Sprint Grand Nationals at Pat's Acres on the September 20, 22 weekend. So if you want to get a head start on 2020, come up and join us and take your shot at winning a Duffy, one of the most prestigious trophies in the sport. We're the Rawlson Performance Group. We race to win. Welcome back to the EKN Radio Network, the only 24-7 karting radio station in the sport. My name is Rob Howden, the editor and publisher of eKartingNews.com. And joining me here today is Andy Saisman from the Challenge of the Americas and the California Rock Championship. Andy, we talked about what you did in 2019 and how things grew for Challenge of the Americas, how you launched something brand new in the California Rock Championship. Uh, let's talk about, about, about how you did other events, because one of the things you do as well as, as doing just the, just the events itself, you have FTK full throttle card in your own card shop down in, in California, 
but you also make sure that you're at these major events, whether whether you are when you are a Rotax guy, you were at the major Rotax event, the, the grand final. As a, a primary Rock Cup guy here and promoter in in North America in primarily United States, you got to you're, you're going to be at the Rock Cup Super Final. You're going to be at the Rock the Rio because you've got tickets in your programs. You're sending guys to these events. It's great for you to be there to support your customers, but also to make sure you you know you gain knowledge on the on the program itself, whether it's how they run their races, maybe how you want to change some stuff back here, but also just to be with the entire Rock family. No, absolutely. Um, you know, all, all the programs uh, you know around the world, we seem to have our nice you know kind of year ender our our big final events, and Rock's no different. So. For sure, I always uh, make it a make it a key point to go to the the Rock Super Final uh, in Lenato, Italy, and uh, that's a great time. I mean, I did I did support our drivers. Not that I not that I do much for support except a high five and, and make them buy me a cocktail at night. But um, you know, we go and, and hang out and and have some good fellowship and have a few meals and and uh, and get to support support them at at you know which is one of the largest events in the world. So. It's a great time, and yep. uh, it's it's good to be there. Let's give me give me some of your insight and, and some of your thoughts on being at the event. I had a chance to announce it twice and thoroughly enjoyed myself. Of course, uh, South Garda, one of the uh, you know iconic facilities for karting uh, around the world, not just in Italy. Uh, and it's a it's a major event. They do a tremendous job putting on a, a show, putting on an event. Uh, the track itself, with its kind of bunch of hairpins that it has, and some of the quick corners, really lends itself to some aggressive racing. There's a bit of contact, and it's tough to make it to the finals on Saturday. Just overall, what were your thoughts on number one this year's event, and then let's segue to the the, the performances of the uh, the American drivers, especially those that came through your your series. Uh, you know, the, the the thing I take away from the event is how some categories you know you see the ebb and flow of the categories i mean it's uh it always amazes me to see it is by far the biggest cadet class i've ever seen right i mean one last year two years ago it was like 150 this year i think it was on the 130s but to have 130 wow. something cadets right you're talking 100 kids that don't make the final only only, <laughs> only 20 right 25 percent only make the final right so three quarters of the of the field don't make the final um you know, this year I know junior grew a little bit, senior grew a little bit, masters grew a little bit. Um, the shifter program obviously grew a little bit. So uh, while I think the cadet was down maybe twenty or thirty entries, everything else kind of picked up the slack, and it was still back up to four thirty or whatever. And it's that's only in seven classes. That's not ten or twelve classes. That's seven classes with four hundred thirty something entries. It's crazy. Um, yeah, stacked, no doubt. But it, but you know, I think I think the. Uh, I wouldn't say the advantage I say, you know, OTK rock has when they put that on event is it's a home race for them. Right. Um, you know, some of the other programs are there, they got to ship everything in a container halfway around the world or, or to another country where, you know, South Garda is 20 minutes from the, from the Tony car factory. So all that stuff Very is true. there. It's there. Very true. Right. I mean, so, so when, when, when OTK brings every, every semi hauler that they have, you know, to the, to the race, you have the cosmic and the OTK and the, and the Bridgestone and the vortex and, you know, every semi trucks are there. It's, it's pretty amazing. Uh, overall, how were you, were you happy with the, uh, well, not so much were you happy because obviously you want guys to go over and just enjoy themselves. The guys that won your tickets, but it's, uh, give, give me your thoughts on team USA's performances this year, because they've done, they've done so well in the past. Oh, for sure. I mean, uh, I mean, Kai Sorensen, who's, Obviously, you can make a case for that kid being the best cadet driver in the country right now, right? He's he's won everything. Yeah, I, I mean, he was he was on the pole and you know 
was up front all weekend and had, you know, had a mishap that kind of pushed him back a little bit in the final, but you know, that's racing. Um, you know, Derek Wang, one of the best masters drivers we have and, and a guy who's, you know, checking off the boxes at, at every world finals type of any can. I think he's, he's, he's been sure. all, all, all three, all three engine brands. Now he's been at least one of them. Um, so, you know, Derek was in the mix all weekend. I think he was just outside the top five with six. And, you know, there were guys in the mix in Shifter and there were guys in the mix in Senior and Junior. You know, Connor Zilich was close. So, I mean, there's – the thing is, I remember in the past, and obviously the Brock program has been around a little while, but we really haven't been a part of it, right? There's been a few guys that have gone over there. Um, but really it's been the last two or three years where we're really sending a, a Team USA kind of team. And I remember the first few years of Rotax when our guys never even made the final. Like, we couldn't even make the final. And it took us a long time and to prove the competitiveness of our fields. And we're there with Rock. When I see kids from America that can put it on the pole and guys can win heat races and guys can be on the podium or be right there, that means our Rock program in the U.S., whether it be Challenges Americas or Rock the Rio or the Winter Tour, et cetera, um, our programs are competitive enough where our guys can go over there and be in the mix, that, that says a lot about, about the rock program here more than anything else. Yeah. I, yeah. I, I agree with you. The, the, the level of competition is what it is. Now, of course you, you do the, the super final, you come back, essentially jumping right into the rock, the Rio event. This is a, this is a race that has obviously grown solid numbers this year, uh, over 300, you know, you, you're getting over that 300 mark, uh, strong numbers in the shifter car categories as well massive shifter cart classes uh and and for all you know for all the, the feedback we got of course david was there as well covering the race though it was just a fantastic atmosphere you know overall just a, a, ma- a major step up for rock overall when it comes to the american side of the sport oh for sure i mean it's uh that event had 50 percent talking about my growth being 20 or 30 percent they had 50 percent growth for that event um you know 18 to 19 um the, the biggest thing i take away from that is <laughs> So many times in our sport, you create something and it simply takes away from something else. You're just reallocating resources. And I look at that event and it, it did not impact um, the other event that happened a couple weeks later, right? There were 300 unique entries that did not take away from anything that happened in that same venue a couple weeks later. So that actually created 300 more drivers. Whether some of the names are the same, that's not to be said, but... 300 more drivers, 300 more people, you know, supporting teams, spending money in our sport, buying engines, buying tires, buying go-karts, right? So it actually created something instead of just moving entries back and forth. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, I agree with that. That's that's actually a key point that I think not a lot of people bring up, but the fact that just simply go – whatever the amount of money is spent by customers, by racers, uh, that goes into the industry, that's the positive. In the right. end, right? It, yeah. If you look, if, if you stand back and look overall, like you said, there was just a lot of money that went, whether it's tuning, whether it's uh, buying helmets, uh, rain suits, whatever it may be, you know what I mean? It's just, it's more money going into the sport. I think that's a really, really good point. Yeah. Um, it, it, it adds value to our sport. It allows teams to reinvest and, and become better at what they do. It allows series to reinvest and become better at what they do. So it, it, it's positive all the way around. Uh, what, what were your, what was your thought on the racing? I know David thought it was, was solid down there. He, he liked the track layout. He, he thought that, uh, it, there was some, obviously a lot of aggression at the at time, but I think aggression also points to the fact that people want to win that race. You know, they want to have that rock the Rio, uh, race win on the resume, but what, what were your thoughts on the overall race craft and the, the competition itself? 
it was it was typical for for a parking lot barrier race, right? I mean, uh, yeah. obviously the the officials the officials have a lot of difficult jobs to do, um, and they do them the best of the, that they can. I mean, there were there was a Masters heat race or two that got maybe a little bit out of hand, which is odd because normally Masters are the are the polite ones, but that certainly wasn't the case this year. Um, but like you said, when, when the stakes are high, when people really want to win, they'll take, they'll take chances that are and drive away. Maybe they wouldn't normally and see what they can get away with. So I, I wouldn't say it was any, any better or any worse than, uh, than any of the other million races, uh, temp circuits that we've been. Um, I think, uh, you know, they, Garrett and his staff did a better job with, uh, with the track ingress and egress, which, which allowed, and I know you talked about it with David Cole, um, you know, shave some time off the schedule. Always um, does, yep. I mean, so that, so that was a big positive. I mean, tech was right there. You certainly have the, uh, the, the, uh, the awards presentation right after the event, which, you know, 50% of the people are going to like 50% of the people aren't going to like it. We, you and I have gone in circles about this, right? Oh, well, you got to wait till, yep. got to wait till tech clears, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. Okay. So when the excitement wears off in an hour and a half, we can all give out trophies, right? So there, there's, it's a 50, 50 right. deal. <laughs> but 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 overall, the event was great. The atmosphere was great. Um, I, you know, people had a good time. I, yeah, you know, except for the except for the crazy, um, you know, police chase that went right through the middle of the paddock on one of the days. I'm sure you heard about that. <laughs> I heard about that. I heard about that. That's odd. <laughs> well, some guy stole a uh, stole some hundred thousand dollar car that was supposed to be on display on SEMA. Some car that had you know a thousand horsepower or something. He stole yep. it and was running from the cops and somehow. They found him hiding in the Rio parking structure, and he just came blasting through. And let's be honest, you know, I mean, we have fences around these venues, but it's a you know, it's a ten dollar an hour security guard watching the fence. Some dude in a four thousand pound, thousand horsepower car comes barreling at me at sixty. I'm letting him in the gate too, and he literally went right <laughs> through the paddock. And luckily, it was a lunch break, and but he went right through the middle of the paddock. Didn't hurt anybody, but. And then three cop cars came right after him. It was crazy. <laughs> okay, that's not something I, I knew. I heard that it happened, obviously, but it's not something I'd ever heard in my 25 years. I've never heard something like that. No, no, no. It's, it's ridiculous, right? But it, it added to the spicy. It was like, oh, well, check that off the box because I don't have to see that ever again. <laughs> <laughs> there it is. All right, folks, stay with us. we got one more break in the action here. We're going to come back and really get into the meat of the 2020 season. Uh, we got Andy Saisman from the FTK Promotions crew. Uh, Challenging America's his primary program. Of course, they've got the California Rock Cup Championship. When we get back, though, we're going to talk about the 2020 Challenge of the Americas. We're less than two months away from getting this program rolling again for what will be their 13th season. Stay with us. More to come here on the Industry Insider on the EKN Radio Network. The 2019 season marks the 20th anniversary for PSL Karting, North America's importer and distributor for the legendary Burrell Art brand. PSL Karting is your complete source for all things Burrell Art, providing this top quality product both through their expansive dealer network or through their own pslkarting.com online store. We have over 100 Burrell Art carts in stock at all times. We can provide you with a turnkey package with an IAMI, Rotax, Rock, or Briggs power plant, complete and ready to race. Whatever you need is available 24-7 at our online store, including parts and components, consumables like AMSOIL, Motul, and Rotax XPS engine oil, and Vroom lubricants, Micron data acquisition systems, and Unipro, 
and of course driver safety gear from Bell, Arai, 3M, and Alpine Stars. Trackside, we're also the karting distributor for Bell Racing USA. Arrive and Drive programs, supported by PSL's experienced staff and our in-house engine program, are available for all major U.S. and Canadian events. When you're ready to win, call PSL Karting or visit one of our dealers. And as always, head to pslkarting.com. Two thousand nineteen was a great year, no question. But the off season is here, and I know that your mind is already thinking about next season. We all want to get better and improve our skills and our racecraft. And maybe you're tired of missing the podium or even the championship. So what do you do? Here's what I think: take a breather from throwing money at the newest speed secret and a new chassis you don't quite need yet. Invest in yourself. Take yourself to the next level as a driver. If you want to improve your results, do what every athlete does, regardless of the sport. Get professional coaching. And in karting, there's only one choice. The Alan Rudolph Racing Academy, located at the state-of-the-art Speed Sports Racing Park in Houston. Alan Rudolph is a legend in our sport, and he's been a coach for over 15 years. The Alan Rudolph Racing Academy offers custom coaching programs for newcomers and experienced racers alike. Train with a champion with over 30 years of racing experience to get proven results. Get ready for 2020 by calling 866-607-7223 or head to speedsportsracingpark.com to learn more. The 2019 season is rapidly coming to a close and it's time to start thinking about 2020. Get out your calendar and mark off the dates for the fastest growing Rock Cup programming in the U.S., the Challenge of the Americas. It's our 13th season and year three of our Rock Focus, and 2020 will be the biggest yet. As always, the Challenge features three race weekends at three of the finest tracks in the West. The Muscleman Honda Circuit in Tucson, Cal Speed Karting in Fontana, and Sonoma in NorCal Wine Country. Our classes include Micro, Mini, Junior, Senior, and Masters Rock, our Multi-Manufacturer 100cc Junior, Senior, and Masters level, and our well-supported Rock Shifter and Rock Shifter Masters program. We're by far the largest shifter program in the West, with 56 unique competitors and an average of 32 shifter drivers in just two categories this past winter. While other West Coast programs are shrinking, the Challenge of the Americas and Rock are growing. With over 125 entries at last year's opener, 150 plus is certainly a possibility for 2020. So make sure you're part of the fun. Prizes include tickets to the massive Rock Cup Super Final and the Rock the Rio event in Las Vegas. The Challenge opener is less than four months away, so head to our website at challengecarding.com, pull out that calendar, and lock in the dates. We'll see you in Tucson. Welcome back to the EKN Radio Network, episode number 28 of the Industry Insider. I'm Rob Howden, joined today by Andy Saisman from FTK Promotions, of course, the promoter of the Challenge of the Americas, the Winter Series program of the West Coast. Uh, Andy, let's jump in. Let me, I'll set the, set the bar uh, for the 2020 CODA preview. I'm just going to roll the schedule out a little bit here that we can start talking. January 24, 25, 26, kicking things off at Tucson, Arizona, one of the 
coolest badass tracks on the West Coast. Uh, Muscle and Honda Circuit is the official name. Move over to the next month, February 21 to 23, back to Cal Speed Karting Center in Fontana, California. And then March, moving back into March this year, March 27 to 29, up at Sim Raceway Performance Karting Center for the finale at Sonoma. Uh, a great schedule, three tremendous racetracks, obviously a lot of support in all those areas. Uh, are you happy with the schedule? Do you like the way things have laid out? Any new any news you need to drop in? Anything going on? <laughs> uh, no, no real news. I mean, it's always a it's always a challenge with our schedule. I mean, uh, yep. Like we know we have a, we have you know two different major programs in the U.S. We have and then two different coasts going on at this time of year, right? So you try to logistically yeah. make it as, as as easy for for guys that want to do both can do both. Um, you know, obviously that a very small percentage can, but we always try to make it so nothing conflicts. Um, a lot of our programs share a little bit of staff, right? Um, guys that we use on the East Coast and guys that we use on the West Coast and, and vice versa. So, you know, you certainly plugging all these races in is a, is a challenge. And, and we'll talk about that later with the CRC program. It's a, it's an equal challenge. Um, but it's, it's pretty simple. Um, we have three weekends, we have three months, and we need to find a way to make them all fit. So... There it is. <laughs> there's, only, there's, only, there's only and there's only so many tracks to go to. I think that that, that are I would I would call national level tracks, right? Because you said you have to have a national level track for your program. You're giving out tickets uh, to, the, to the you know the Rock Cup Super Final. This is a major program, so you've got to go to a track where that will challenge these guys, and that it will be it will be a track that it's going to attract them to come to Tucson, Fontana, Sonoma. You know, three really solid facilities. No, and I and, and you said it right. You not only track its facility, it's everything else. And what yeah. what a lot of folks don't realize is uh, those of us that call ourselves promoters. You know, the, the challenges we deal with aren't aren't simply the, the track; it's everything else. Especially when you talk about a, a you know a, a fly in program to some respect, like challenges. While Button yeah. Willow is a great track, it's two and a half hours from any airport. It's there's there's a Best Western and a Motel Six, right? So, <laughs> yeah. so we have to go to places. There's there's really only four tracks that I can go to on the West Coast. The ones that I've been, you know, consistently, right? Whether it be Muscleman or PKRA in Phoenix, or Cal Speed yeah. or Sonoma, those are yeah. those are the four, right? You got an air, you have to have an airport within a you know half hour, forty five minutes. You have to have restaurants and hotels. Oh, by the way, and you have to have a badass racetrack too. So, um, yep. and facilities, right? And grid and a spot for tech and a PA system. I mean, you know. I mean, it's it's hard. Uh, being in the track business is tough in our sport, right? I mean, you know, there's there are very few Cal speeds that that try to make a living Monday through Friday with and and other weekends with their other race programs where they can afford to have us racers actually show up a couple times a month, right? That's true. Yeah, that's that's very true. So, hey, let's question there. So, as you talk about host host hotels and having a nice hotels, I'm you know I got notes on my, that we took up for this podcast. New host hotel for for Tucson. Yeah, you know. We we've always loved that uh, our old host hotel, the Sheridan Four Points, with the world's worst bartender. But uh... <laughs> that's solid. That's solid right there. <laughs> uh, but uh, but you know, I we, we work hard for our customers to make sure they get good value, and they 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 came at, at a rate that was just far too high this year. Um, so uh, there's been other properties that that tried to get our business, and and we signed a deal with the, with the Hyatt Place, which is a, which is a great property, and. I think the rate's yeah, like ninety two dollars or something with breakfast. So I mean, I can't, 
I couldn't pass that up. But when I, when I when I looked at the Sheraton, it was like thirty percent higher. Like you just can't thirty percent. I mean, that's half a set of tires, right? A set of tires for some yeah. people if, if they're buying it. a couple right. a couple a couple rooms. So, um, you know, and it's you know where it is. It's literally across the street and hundred feet down. So it's not like it's yeah. it's further. It's it's right there on the on the main drag. Um, Cal Speed, I'll do. I'll I'll work on a hotel. I don't really do many hotels for Cal Speed simply because there's so many right there around the airport and convention center, yeah. and then. And then we go up to Sonoma and we go to our our Novato Oaks Inn, Best Western that we've been at for years and years and years. So. Love it, love it, love it. Now, one of the things about the uh, the finale up at Sonoma is, and we'll talk about this a little bit. It's also going to be kind of part of the California Rock Cup Challenge. That that race, that that finale, is also going to be the first race of the opening round of the Rock Sonoma Series, which is the you know the, the club event at Sonoma with, with which is Rock, which has had great numbers. You guys are combining for that that finale. That's going to be a big weekend. Yeah, no. So there was one one misstatement that 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 finale won't be part of the CRC. It won't be California Rock Challenge, but it oh, but it oh, will be, but it will be fault. Rock Sonoma. Absolutely. Okay. Um, that's my fault. That's okay. I'll blame you for more stuff from now on. That's not a big deal. So Steve Cameron I and I, <laughs> exactly. Thick thick skin, big shoulders. That's it. You're 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 like a Tyrannosaurus Rex. Um, I've been 25 years in the sport. I got to have that. <laughs> no doubt, no doubt. You and me both, brother. But uh, yeah, Steve Cameron and I up there have been talking for a long time about trying to to uh, to make some of these combined events work. And really, this was this was the year to do it. Um, try something new. Um, certainly, they have a strong program up there, and and obviously, you know, it, the third race in any three way series fades off a little bit. So so it will benefit both of us um, to have his kickoff be my race. Um, all that's going to happen is we're going to run it and his folks will get points towards his championship towards it. And he'll just take over after, right? So it, it should impact them. They're going to get a double weekend out of it. So, so his, his local people after being off, I mean, his final event this year, I'm looking at the calendar was October 19th. So they're off one, two, three, four, five months, right? And uh, they'll get to kick it off with with the Challenge of Americas race at their home track, where where they're going to have an advantage over anybody who flies in, obviously. Um, sure. So so realistically, that event with his addition could absolutely hit 150. So I, I think that my strategy in the West is trying to develop some of these partnerships that will help us um, grow together. Um, I know some. Some other strategies are to have control of everything and, and do everything themselves. And, and my my goal is to, to build these partnerships and, and empower people to kind of to kind of build the program together. So yeah, our, our challenge finale will be the opener of Rock San Sonoma. So uh, let's we're, we're doing the preview. Uh, we talked a little bit about it earlier, actually, when we were doing the, the review of 2019. I asked about new teams or, or new drivers, and you, you kind of. Your focus was more on the fact that the existing core teams have been able to gain more momentum in their areas to bring more guys to the event, which is great. And, we're, and again, we're, when we're talking about 10% growth, we're talking about a dozen more drivers to take you to 125 up to, you know, 137, 140. It doesn't take much to hit that big 150 mark when you get, you know, two or three or four more drivers at all your, all, all your teams, which I think is obviously a key to that slow, steady, controlled growth that I've been preaching for 20 years. Uh, looking at looking at the program this year, we talked about the fact that you've got uh, some new guys coming in, which is fantastic. What about the staff? Because one of the one of the constants uh, about the, the challenge of Americas has been that attitude, has been that culture, that atmosphere that people 
they come into the, the race, and while the stuff on track is super aggressive and like super uh, competitive racing, it's always fun. the racing is always so solid. You've got that steady, that constant, which is the staff of people you bring that who do such a tremendous job. Everything the same for that for this year. Yes, uh, and I and I appreciate the kind words about my staff. I am I am blessed, very very blessed to have some very long term folks with me, and and God bless them. I don't know how they do it; they just keep coming back because it's not the pay. <laughs> we all know that. Right. I mean, and that's, that's the hard part about this sport, right? I mean, uh, we go to any race around the country and, you know, pe- people are there making a, a fraction of what they make in their normal day jobs, but, they, but they do it for the love of the sport. And, 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 and they just, they get shit on for lack of a better word by a lot of people. And I hope people realize that how, how much sacrifice these folks do for the love of the sport. Um, that's a good point. And, and I'm, and I'm blessed that I have people that are still, uh, <laughs> that still love me enough to keep coming out. <laughs> I always I always tease our, our race director Taylor. I said, you know, the the, the hardest part about finding a race director is you got to find somebody dumb enough to do the job and then convince him he's smart once he puts your t shirt on. Um, <laughs> yes, yeah. that's so, I like that. It's, <laughs> I like that a lot. It's, it's, it's true, right? It, it's there's yep. there's no there's no worse job at the racetrack, right? Um, but yes, my staff is absolutely much the same. Um, we're gonna we're making a, a, an addition this year. Um, we've all been, we've all been to uh, so many races around the country and and none of our staffs are really getting any younger, right? They're all, they're all aging for sure. So, uh, uh, we're, we're adding another assistant race director this year. Um, we're bringing, uh, Tyler Brooks, uh, otherwise known as Tyrell Brook, um, out of retirement. Um, he retired from racing a few years ago and and got married and he's putting his life together. Now he wants to get back involved. So he's going to step to the other side of the fence and, He's been a he's been a club race director, assistant race director, you know, on and off for the past couple of years. So uh, we're going to push him into that role for challenge, which allows me to take Mark Michione, who was uh, Taylor's assistant, and kind of put him more of a in a steward's role. Uh, we don't, uh, you know, we can't afford all the video marshalling and everything, but but to have somebody that can operate as a steward and kind of, uh, uh, you know, officiate by handing out the penalties and at least giving somebody a point of contact if they want to want to argue that penalty uh, respectfully or or certainly make a protest or whatever to be able to have somebody dedicated to that job um, adds adds one more good layer of officiating in my program so I'm I'm excited and, for that and and Mark with that all the knowledge all the experience he has but still with that calming voice you know what I mean there's it, it, it take I believe it takes that personality to be in that steward position and Mark's just one of those guys with such a calming voice when everybody's you know when you're being approached you know yeah absolutely no Mark is it's it's crazy because he wasn't the calmest of junior dads and neither was Taylor Jocelyn. <laughs> are, <Yeah>. are any of them? <laughs> no, no, exactly. But, but when they started working on that side of the fence, they got so calm because I think they identified with, uh, with yep. what that other person is feeling. Um, yep. so, so they do a great job with, for me, I'm just blessed, um, for sure. And then on the tech side, I, I still have our, our two national tech directors, um, Dave Davies and Robert Yardley. I mean, they're, they've, they do all the rock events all around the country. So between tech and the race direction staff, I I'm, I'm set. I mean, and then I got the one person that runs the whole thing. So I don't have to do anything. That's Shelby Jocelyn. So I'm, I'm yep. good. Yeah. Yeah. This the single best uh, timing and scoring person in the sport. I think David and I will say that she's just so calm up there as well. It just handles everything. I'm thrilled that I'll be able to be there for all three races last year. You mentioned conflicts earlier and we had a couple conflicts last year that, that kind of messed me up coming to the, the event, which, which kind of pissed me off. But this year dialed in a lot better. And, that, you know, one of the things, you just said it right there, 
and and the, the, I think the key, one of the keys to your program, and it's very quiet in the in the back, and it allows you to be more party of even your of your of your full throttle karting team, which still has a number of drivers at the event. Is the fact the fact that once you unlock the door and start the event, you hand it off to your crew. You're not you're not making any calls. You're not. It's I got I hire people for that, and you hand it off. And I think that's always been one of the keys for you to be able to continue the culture and atmosphere that you want, because you don't have to get in the middle of the bullshit. You're able to stand back and say, I hired guys. Go yell at them. I'm over here. Yeah, and, and, and to be honest, I, I spend very little time with with the full throttle karting side either. I mean, that's, that's always true. been that's Eric, Eric's responsibility. Before that, it was yep. Josh Huff, and before that, it was Eric again, right? So, <laughs> um, I've always had I've always had a guy that that uh, you know every every knows once the event starts that FTK trailer is theirs. Don't 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 talk to me about that either. Really, I'm lazy. I don't want to do anything, so I, I just hire I, I hire enough people to do all the jobs where I can just stand around and look pretty. That's it. Well, you do one of them correctly. That's for sure. Uh, yeah, exactly. <laughs> standing around. Let's. Uh, <laughs> all right. Let's let's have a quick look at, at the. Not some. There's not much you can say. I know you have not yet released the, the schedule for the California Rock Championship. I believe you, th- there was one press release that came out, and this is where I kind of confused myself probably a bit. But the one date that I believe you do have locked in is that September 12th, 13th date, where the Rock Cup California, the, the Rock, the California Rock Championship is running with Rock Sonoma. Is that is that correct? Yes, absolutely, and we're working on another date as well. Like I, like I mentioned, I, these partnerships are what's going to allow the Rock program to grow. Yeah. Um, it's finding you know good, good, solid partners that have a similar mindset um, that we can partnership partner with and uh, and move the program forward in the West. And you know, I've been working on a couple different options, and and, and we're going to be able to dig three or four dates out here. And we're almost we're almost done. We're almost done. I just I just you know, don't have a contract or two signed, so I can't really say anything. But, um, you know, the hardest part anywhere, but for sure in the West, is uh, is scheduling. I mean, you look at the calendar, and there is not a, there's not a free weekend, um, you know, basically from Super Bowl Sunday to, to Thanksgiving, right? So there's always going to be a conflict or two. You just have to try to minimize it the best you can, figure out who your core customers are, and, and, and not go on top of where they're going to also be. Um, and go from there. So yes, the, the, the CRC finale for sure locked in is, uh, the September 12th, 13, um, rock Sonoma race. Um, and that will simply be rock Sonoma runs the event and, and we will, you know, supply the tires like we always do to them. Like we do to the West coast as the, as the distributor, but we'll be there with part support and everything else. Um, and I'll, we'll just hand out some awards at the end and we'll just keep up, keep the points. Um, that's really what, what this partnership means to me. And, and like I said, we're going to, we're trying to dig one more date out in their calendar and then put another event or two um, sometime between say May, May one and, uh, and August. Right. So we're almost there. We're close. Uh, but I can't say anything in, until it's locked in. Well, and, that, and that's the key, right? If you look at it, we talk about this, the pyramid all the time. Sim Raceway is a, a rock club. And the Rock Sonoma is essentially a club series runs there. You want to have your regional series and you want to have your national series. Now, in the rock program, there's a couple of rock races, not so much a national series, but there's lots of events you can do. There's both winter series, East Coast and West Coast as well. All right, Eddie, let's, let's wrap things up here. I, I want to give you a chance to talk about full throttle karting as well. As you said, when you're at a track, even though it's your program, you let Eric run it. He's 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 the guy. Eric Thompson's has the thing handled. Uh, 
you guys have been making some moves. One of the things that, that dropped, obviously, in the second half of the season was the fact that you guys have become uh, a dealer for the GFC brand. How's that going to roll out for, for this year's cha- uh, challenge? Um, you know, it's been, it's adding a line and, and, you know, I've been a, a Braille slash Braille art dealer now since, uh, since I started FTK in my garage in 2002 in October. Wow. Right. So Man. 17 yeah. years affiliated with big red and, and I'm certainly not leaving them. I, I, I Ronnie Saul and I are good friends. You know, we've, we've shared many a meal together over the years and conversations and, and, and business. Um, but but for sure, I mean, Gary Carlton is a is a icon in American karting. Um, you know, one of the few that can honestly say I was a professional go kart driver as an American. Yep. Right. He actually went went over there and lived in the factory and breathed it and and got paid to do it. Maybe probably wasn't the greatest wage in the world, but he he certainly <laughs> earned his living as a go kart racing driver. Right. Yeah. So all these, yeah. all these, everybody calls themselves a pro because they get a half a set of tires and a sprocket. Uh, th- no, Gary's the guy who actually did it. Right. A- along with a few others. But, um, so when Gary decided to start his, his brand, you know, it, it was certainly intrigued and, um, and, uh, and I'm glad to help him out. I mean, as a dealer, you know, FTK, I do a lot of different things. Obviously, we talk more about the challenge in the CRC than, than FTK, the shop. And that's really where the business for me is transitioning. I mean, the, the shop keeps me attached to the technical side. It keeps me attached to the racing, um, to the to the competition side as, as not an organizer at, at other events. So yep. while I don't while I don't think I'm going to sell, you know, 50 GFCs a year, I certainly can help can help promote the brand a little bit for Gary. Um he he has a solid reputation. He works absolutely as hard or harder than anybody I've ever met. He's very passionate about the sport. He's very passionate about his brand, and uh, and I'm happy to represent it. Yeah, yeah, I think that's and for him, the win win would obviously be that that's you know that Southern Cal- uh, California outpost where there's going to be parts, there's going to be chassis. You're trackside at so many events, uh, so no, I, there's no doubt. I just thought it was a kind of a cool deal, but yeah, you're. Uh, your 17 years with the Burrell brand, Burrell, Burrell Art is uh, absolutely impressive. You, you've been doing it for quite a while, but it's it's great stuff. So, all right, let's wrap this thing up. Let's cap off episode 28 of the Industry Insider. Any last words? Or are you just ready to flick the switch, open registration, and start the countdown to Tucson? No, no, this 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 is the big last word. So the big last word is the, is the big new development, and which I didn't tell you about. So this is going to catch Bring you it. by surprise. Um, <laughs> You ready? Yeah, I'm ready. You grab a grab a Twinkie and a glass of port. You good? Uh, no, uh, just a port, no Twinkie. <laughs> uh, Rock Cup USA slash OTK USA and I just uh, just finalized our agreement where I'm gonna I will be the uh, Rock Parts and Engine distributor for the West Coast as well. So, uh, oh, very so nice. So we uh, we you know we started out with the tire two years ago, uh, the Bridgestone Wildlaw tire, and I've been to the distributor for you know, basically Colorado West, um, for the tire, which has been, which has been great. It, it, it certainly helped out the dealers in the series like Rock Sonoma, um, et cetera, to, uh, to help support them to have the tires one closer and cheaper with shipping. That's the bottom line, right? I mean, yeah, yeah. that's why other brands have two have two warehouses and we much, much need to do the same thing. Um, and in the beginning, we didn't. We had to kind of grow the program and move it, move it, move it. And now we we both decided uh, that it's time to have parts and engines on the West Coast. So um, FTK is uh, is now 
the West Coast distributor for all rock engines and parts. So that will uh, that will definitely be a game changer. That will help our dealers out on the West Coast. One who support the program, um, to because there'll be there'll be parts and engines close um, and cheaper to ship, etc. If they need a piston in a day, they can get it without having to ship it from Florida. Uh, and two, it'll also help uh, dealers that are thinking about getting uh, into the rock program because now all of a sudden they don't have to worry about maybe stocking so much that they have to get from 3,000 miles away. So uh, it's definitely it was definitely a thing we've been working on the past couple months, and we finally got it done. And uh, I'm excited. It'll probably probably take you know four, five, six weeks to get everything in the pipeline. I mean, it's you know, it's hard to get a few hundred thousand dollars worth of product just you know here to there in a blink of an eye. But uh, but certainly by uh, by the time the year moves to 2020, and by the time we get to Tucson, uh, we will have a full supply of all the parts and engines uh, to support the West Coast dealers and customers. Well, congratulations, dude. That's that's solid stuff. That's uh, a little breaking news here on this edition of the Industry Insider. Uh, yeah, very cool. And 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 you know what? A, a solid, strong, strategic move. Obviously, to, to take care of the industry. Uh, to make sure you have those parts nice and close. I like that. I like capping things off with some news. That's awesome, bud. Well done. <laughs> All right, folks, we are finished. Uh, Andy Saisman, thank you so much for joining me, my friend. I appreciate it. Absolutely, Rob. We appreciate uh, all that you do for our sport and uh, and the support you give us. Uh, we couldn't do it without you. Yeah, looking forward to Tucson. I'm, again, really excited that I'll be able to attend and be able to call all three races in 2020. Folks, there he is, are you, Andy uh, Saisman. Are you, bringing, are you bringing your grill? Somebody said you were bringing your grill. Well, that's the, we, listen, we've talked about that. I, we're gonna, I'm not going to bring one. I'm going to have to buy one and leave it in your trailer so we can do smash burgers on, on uh, Friday. Friday practice smash burgers. Friday practice That sounds pretty burgers. good, doesn't it? That sounds amazing. That sounds pretty good. I, uh, there yeah. you go. What do we have? Figure you, out how do we do you gotta be, But you got to be, a, uh, you gotta be a, one of the drivers for FTK because I'm not feeding the entire paddock. <laughs> <laughs> uh, what? Come on. Oh, trust me, dude. We did 150 burgers, me and Cole, at uh, – at the cup carts, North America race for my first ever burger smash. And that was two hours. And although we smelt fantastic the next morning, we just, everything smelled like hamburgers, which was great. Oh, Cole I bet it. it did. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm sure. I, I think Cole has cologne that smells like hamburger. Yep. He probably, probably does. <laughs> All right, folks, we're done. Andy Saisman, thank you so much. The promoter of the challenge of the Americas and the California rock uh, championship. Lots of great stuff happening for 2020 with that program. And again, we thank Andy for joining us here on the EKN Radio Network. I'm Rob Howden. Bye for now.